Politic Podcast, the show for normal Americans. From this undisclosed bunker, here's your host, Tony Reed. why experts are using this week to raise awareness and show the importance of knowing the facts as you are scrolling, tapping, and clicking through websites and social media. So we have a few phrases um, that if you see these phrases online, you um, should just take a minute before sharing that um, information. So we call it like, take a pause. Those red flag phrases are, let that sink in. The media won't report this. Make this go viral do your own research, and there are no coincidences. When you see some of those phrases um, that are just like triggering you um, to like, somebody's trying to hide information and I need to make sure everybody has this information, things like that should trigger you. And welcome back to Flyover Politic Podcast. It is the 14th of May, year of our Lord, 2023. I thought that was a good intro. Red flags. Oh, the red flags. This whole fucking podcast is about misinformation from the media. We got a fucking invasion on the southern border. They're saying it's mostly peaceful. I shit you fucking not. This is a Matt O, an Oregon edition. My brother's going to be working a lot of hours. He's starting nights tonight. And I figured I'd get a podcast out and try to crank another one out on Tuesday. Lord knows we got enough material. We're going to cover the border, going to cover more Trump fallout and of some leftists and some trans craziness today. So let's get on in it. The border is insane. What is happening at the southern border is just insane. As Matt Norgan sent and other wise people, the President of the United States has abdicated his oath of office and ignored Article 4, Section 4 of the fucking Constitution about borders. He has decided we can replace him. So he's doing it. And the sad thing is all the fucking brain-dead, oh, Trump tweets so bad, I don't like his tweets, they're so mean, they hurt my feelings. The same people that call you a fucking Nazi because you don't want your kid to get their dick chopped off when they're four years old get the feeling sort by tweets. They voted for this shit. And he said it during the campaign. If you had a family came across and they were arrested, they in fact were given a date to show up for their hearing. They were released. And guess what? They showed up for a hearing. And this is the first president in the history of the United States of America that's anybody seeking asylum has to do it in another country. That's never happened before in America. That's never happened before in America. You come to the United States and you make your case 
that I seek asylum based on the following on the following premise, why I deserve it under American law. They're sitting in squalor on the other side of the river. President Trump, your response, uh, so 30 important. seconds, and then we'll move It on. just shows that he has no understanding of immigration or the laws. Catch and release is a disaster. A murderer would come in, a rapist would come in, a very bad person would come in. We would take their name. We have to release them into our country. And then you say they come back. Less than 1% of the people come back. We have to send ICE out and Border Patrol out to find them. We would say, come back in two years, three years. We're going to give you a court case. You need Perry Mason. We're going to give you a court case. When you say they come back, they don't come back, Joe. They, they never come back. Only the really, I hate to say this, but those with the lowest IQ, they might come back. Okay, President very, Trump, very, let's very give few. Vice President Biden a chance to respond, and then we're going to move on to the you next section. You don't know section. the law, Joe. Vice President Biden, law. your response. Know the law. What he's telling you is simply not true. Well, check, check it, it out. out. They don't come back. Check it out. All right. This is their goddamn plan. And in a free country with the free press, A, we don't have the sound bites like I played. B, we don't have this. This is literally from the White House. So they wouldn't ask him questions about the southern border. They put him on the edge of the fucking property so they didn't have a fucking ability to ask him questions. And as you will see, the New York Times, crowds of people are gathering along the U.S.-Mexican border in Title 42, which has allowed border agents to remove migrants on public health grounds during the pandemic, lifts at midnight. Everything is okey fucking dokey, says the New York Times. The reality is they're catching and releasing. They're just sending them out. Bye. Welcome to America.
No, we don't have borders. No, we don't follow laws. It's so fucking bad. Here's liberals talking about it. All these resources that have not come to us, now you want to overly compensate for people who never lived here before, and they need to be taken care of first and foremost before anything else happens here. Why would any leader put our black communities already riddled with crime at further risk by placing unvetted non-taxpayers steps away from our city, our seniors, our children, and our homes we've worked so hard on our own to secure. We are at war, people. Our communities are at war. They are violating our communities, and we asking that we have we across the country, we asking and we're demanding for office of black America or whatever you want to call it to deal with issues like this. Uh, I did get placed on a wait list, but I was told that the immigrants were taking priority. See, that's a story that a lot of people don't know, and it just, it hurt me. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I understand we need to be humanitarian, but these people are that my participants our third and fourth generation Chicagoan, born, bred, fed, and raised here. My grandmother, Mayrella Carrington, rest in peace, always said, Craig, charity starts at home first, and then it go abroad. Politically, having over 500 people in our community would completely wipe out any interest we have. Many of these migrants have been dumped in our neighborhoods without a plan in place to monitor and house them long term. I'm not yeah, selling preach. nothing. And yep. I keep telling people, we don't have to move. The way if you go. sell, they're going to come in. Yep. If we don't sell, we got to stand strong. That's right. Understand, this is South Shore Chicago. They voted for Biden by 97%. This is how they're acting to 250 to 500 migrants that were sent in. I mean, what the fuck? What the fuck, man? What the fuck? What, 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 what the fuck? What are we doing? When do we just let anybody come into our country willy-nilly because we want to replace voters? And, and if you haven't figured it out, liberals, that's you too. You borderline libs who don't go all in for all the crazy. Yeah, that's you. That's you. That's that's just, they, they're right down the fucking line for people like you. Because they want to just have everybody bow down. And they know these people will do it. Because they're beholden to Joe Biden. He let them come in. I mean, here's what the WAPO. It's no big deal. It's no big deal at all. I mean, MSDNC ran this 
which I forgot to grab, so we're doing it live. New, violent, but peaceful. Border crowded, not chaotic. My left nut. It was a fucking shit show. And another 100,000 motherfuckers are in our country. This is what it looks down there. And these are the same people. Remember, the left is juggling all sorts of dick dancing fucking lefty bullshit. The environment. That's the trail. They come across the water. They have brand new clothes given to them by the coyotes. And they just throw it there. And that's the pile. It's a rug. That's no big deal. Is that false? It's not. The reality is they just want new voters that don't question because they need all the free. What's the free? Phones. A bunch of libs got on it. Oh, they only can use the app and blah, blah, blah. No, no. They're getting phones. They're getting free fucking food. They're getting clothes. They're getting everything. And we're being invaded so Joe Biden's handlers, whoever that may be, have total control over the country. No more talking back. Get in line and shut your fucking ass. So, there's the border. It's not good. Not good at all. So we're going to our top six, and Gutfeld had a funny. So we're going to play the funny up front, and then we'll go straight into the view. Gnashing of teeth. They even say that a man should have ran it because the girl got steamrolled. These people can't keep up with all their juggling, man. a platform of three million people and i'm saddened uh i used to work for cnn for quite some time anderson cooper has been my friend for over 20 years and i'm saddened that he tried to gaslight me yesterday by saying that people are in silos people aren't living in a silo they are choosing to listen to the lies or not 46.9% of people voted for Trump in 2020, but he lost the popular vote by over 7 million people. We know who this man is, we learned who this man is, and we did not need to see what we saw. I think that that town hall will be studied in journalism schools around the country as to what not to do. It was not fact-checked appropriately, I don't believe she tried. again. She tried, yeah, the, the girl she tried. tried. Let's is give not her some good credit enough here. in that type of situation. Can, I, can I just not be interrupted for a second? Um, she didn't have the range. <laughs> he agreed to the interview because he knew he could steamroll her. That's not fair. Jake Tapper would have done it anyway. Would have done a better job. And I will tell you that. Remember, Trump walked out of a 60 Minutes interview with Leslie Stahl because she was fact-checking him in real time 
every single time. It's time for some real introspection at CNN. Yeah, hey, everyone. Can I just say something about Caitlyn? Because I thought she did a very decent job. Yeah. She tried decent very hard. Is not good enough. But you can't bring a fire extinguisher to a nuclear yes, holocaust. Agreed. It, yeah, listen, no, okay? Yes, and her, her, that's why you don't her give voice was well, too low for him. He yells, he steamrolls, his body is years old. I don't, I don't think that's right. I don't think coming after a female journalist is right. I'm not coming after her. I'm telling the truth. But we've had people on the show like Ted Cruz where every one of us wanted to genuinely yeah. question him and they bulldoze you, even really good. I have to say, start, start this off with, I was wrong. She said they shouldn't show him and I said they should because I'm a very big defender of the First Amendment and mm -hmm. I believe that everybody should show who they really are and let's vote accordingly. But what I didn't know was that the audience would be filled with his cult. <laughs> I would like to know if CNN was passing out Kool-Aid before the event started. <laughs> the guy is uh, trashing um, E. Jean again. Yeah. I, wish, I, I wonder if she can sue him for defamation again. She probably can. She called her a whack job. And when he was trashing her, this annoying audience was clapping. That Why would CNN put only Republicans and people who love him in the audience? You know, if I do a comedy show and everybody's me, I'm going to be funnier. <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah. But if you have people who don't particularly think you're that funny, you have to work harder. Well, that's what I saw last night. I saw a bad stand-up comedian with a bunch of people in his cult who love him. Yeah. And that is not American, as far as I'm concerned. That I, is not American. I do have to respectfully disagree. Um, this is a democracy. 74 million people voted for me. It horrifies me. Voted for you. Oh, sorry, voted for me. <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm sorry. Um, 74 million people voted for him. He's the GOP frontrunner. He's outperforming other people by double digits. And by the way, America got to see who he is last night, a yeah. ranting, raving lunatic who sided with Vladimir yeah. Putin, did, said he would restart family separation. He didn't win a single voter. That was radioactive for independents and moderates. Yeah. It's not the media's job to decide who is going to be the president, who should get a platform, who should be on television. No, wait a minute. It's to You're provide that they should the... put only pro-Trump people in the audience? No, I that is not was really the town halls leading up to a This is the New York Times. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Who was written? Who wrote this? Let's read. We're going to read a little bit of this. Let me zoom it up. Even with glasses, I can't read this shit. This is Frank Bruni. Given all the attention President Biden cognitive fitness for second presidential term, it seems fair to even mandatory to assess Donald Trump's performance at a televised town hall through the same lens. How clear was he thinking? How sturdy is his tether to reality? How appropriate is Demeter? On a scale of 1 to major MTG, I'll give him 11. He said that Carol once had a cat named Vagina. He, and this is all just whining, whining. Caitlin Collins sucks. Let's get to the bottom. Also in Times, Robert Draper profile William J. Burnett, the CIA director. He's ascended to unlikely turn for a tall, discreet figure with wary eyes. Ashton, what the fuck? Okay, this is like derailed. Where are we at? I'm sorry. Here it is. 
Next to a man who's also reprised his claim as some godlike power to declassify documents by simply staring them and thinking unclassified thoughts. That's actually the way it works, dickhead. Next to a man who sires his own reality, comes to believe in the fantasy while it still diapers, considers himself omnipotent, fancies himself omniscient, and replaces genuine reflection with disingenuous navel-gazing. That was Trump at town hall. That was Trump for his four years in office. That would be Trump if he gets back in the White House. And it's no display of superior cognition. Just a reminder of the madness that this country can't seem to put behind them. That's actually not what I got from almost everybody. Almost everybody. WAPO left it free because they really wanted theirs by Eric Wemple, Donald Trump's steamrolls. CNN host Caitlin Collin had spent years in proximity to the lies of Donald Trump. She rose to stardom covering the 45th president, asking tough questions in the White House briefing room and experiencing the wrath of Trump's administration anti-media policies. Anti-media. Biden doesn't even talk to the fucking media. Biden doesn't talk to anything except for ghosts. And the person changing his diapy. So Collins knows better than to say what she said in the midst of Wednesday night CNN town hall event with Trump. The election was not rigged, Mr. President, she said. And yet another Trump lie about his loss to Joe Biden 2020. You can't keep saying that all night long. This one closes with. What we saw was by no means a fiasco of the magnitude of Zucker's live rallies, but had two of the same components. Trump flooding the venue with falsehoods and the audience responding with cheers. And Trump knew the crowd would work for him, comprised of Republicans and otherwise undeclared voters planning to participate in the 2024 GOP primary. It was salted with friendlies. Oh! Like you usually do for Democrats? Like... The gun town hall where you put a bunch of gun zealots in there and you let them call Dana Loesch a witch and say she should be burned at the stake? That kind of town hall? Hmm. Trump stomached his revulsion for this, his network's host in exchange for a home crowd of sorts, a group that no doubt enjoyed watching the main attraction steamroll the earnest fact-checking network host. CNN hasn't figured this thing out. And it's a good bet its competitors have no better ID. Mm. Fact checkers came back. Fact checkers. We're fact checking again. Uh, Kessler claimed that it was a rigged election. Uh, Claim, even he just recently in the 51 intelligent agents, that made a 16-point difference. Ruling, no evidence. Yeah, there is. There was actually a poll, dickhead. Claim the Constitution said we're supposed to have a legal and well-maintained and well-looking election. Claim January 6th is the largest crowd ever. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. The point that should be made is that they went back to fact-checking. We have a Biden administration who literally said they've reduced immigration by motherfucking 90%. We've had 6.5 million fucking people walk across. There was a fucking IED found this week, dickweeds. An IED. It was in a container. Mm. 
Motherfucking jackasses. Based on the Trump town hall numbers, maybe CNN should send him a thank you note. The CNN town hall was 90 minutes. They cut it short at 75. They stopped less than 70 minutes in. In other words, they could have gone longer. Did the town hall end early because Trump was too much in control? Yeah. Total vote viewers, 3.1 million, 703,000 in the demo. It beat everybody else combined. CNN employees are dogging it. I gotta zoom it, sorry. I'm gonna make funny faces today. I'm on a new medicine and it just fucking feels weird as shit. You've seen it. Linzess. I don't know what it's supposed to do. I think it makes it supposed to make you shit. CNN employees are lambasting network for hour-long town hall. It was a complete disaster, one CNN employee told, I just sound like Biden, Politico playbook arguing the format, specifically stacking the audience with Trump supporters. It made it seem like CNN was endorsing that behavior, said an employee. Incredibly disappointing. CNN did not respond to requests for comments about playbook about whether they regretted giving Trump the platform, nor did they answer questions about whether Trump or his team to say in selecting audience participant. CNN CEO Chris Licht in an internal call with employees Thursday morning, defend the decision to host town hall and congratulated Caitlin Collin. I am aware that there have been people with opinions slash backlash and that it was absolutely expected, Lick said on the call. And I will say this as clearly as I possibly can. You do not have to like the former president's answers, but you can't say that we didn't get them. Caitlin pressed him again and again and again and made news, made a lot of news. He added that there is no, there is so much that we learned last night about what a second Trump's presidency would look like, that this is incredibly important for the country to hear. This is our job to get the, those answers and to hold them accountable in the way that no news agency does. But we won't be doing it for Biden. They will not do it for Biden. They've never done it for Biden. It was so much... Oh, damn it. Did I fuck up? Yeah, I fucked up. God, I suck. I suck big time. I'm going to fix it, though. Um, fix it. I'm going to um, fix it. Because this is the good shit. This is that good shit, as rapper chicks say. Oliver Darcy, scunionized by Chris Lick. CNN media reporter Robert Ro- Oliver Darcy was reportedly scolded by his boss, Chris Lick, the chairman and CEO of Wet Network, over his critical coverage of the town hall. Puck's Dylan, Dylan Byers reported Friday that Lick summoned Darcy and his editor in a meeting with himself and top executives in which he told them that his coverage of Trump Town Hall had been too emotional and stressed the importance of being dispassionate. Darcy reported on the town hall after the event, writing, It's hard to see how America was served by the spectacle of lies that aired on CNN Wednesday evening. I, my fucking God, what is wrong with these people? All Biden admin does is lie. Every admin lies. Back to, I did not have sexual relations with that girl, Monica Lewinsky. Darcy stood by his work and pushed back on the emotional characterization. Characterization one source with knowledge of the meeting said. But afterward, two sources who heard about the meeting described him as visibly shaken. They put the fear of God in him, Byers told another source, saying Darcy took over for Seltzer and Lick ousted Seltzer and the network. It was total debacle. 
Uh, the report from Puck with no doubt. Uh, it was over to Bach. I've never see, been more ashamed to work at CNN. I don't think anybody came out looking good. This is entirely a corporate and management failure. They should have anticipated how to, out of control Trump would be. To think he was going to act more presidential in this kind of setting is just naivety on a, a galactic scale. A prominent on-air CNN talent was quoted as telling The Hill. They all went to their safe spaces and played with their little dolls. And they said, this is where Donald Trump touched me. Right there. Gave me a boo-boo. Mm. Uh, his Reliable Sources newsletter. That's what I forgot. There we go. Yeah, hold on a second. We're, we're going to have some fun. Hold one. Please hold. What are we going to have? Oh, yeah, that's going to work. It's so patriotic to be a libtard. Come here. Let's go. It's hard to see how America was served by the spectacle of lies and aired on CNN Wednesday night. Caitlin Collin is as tough and knowledgeable of an interviewer as they come. She fact-checked Trump through the 70-minute town hall over and over and over again. She told him that the election was not stolen, that it was not rigged, that there was no evidence for the lies he was disseminating on stage. Yet, he did. Trump frequently ignored or spoke over Collins throughout the evening as he unleashed a fire hose of disinformation <sighs> on the country with a sizable swath of the GOP continues to believe a professional lie machine. Trump fired off falsehoods at a rapid clip while using his bluster to overwhelm Collins. Trump lied about 2020 election. He took no responsibility for January 6th. He mocked G.E. Jean Carroll for calling her dog vagina. That was kind of funny, actually. And CNN aired it all. On and on it went. It felt like a 2016 episode all over again. It was Trump's unhinged social media feed brought to life on stage. And Collins was put in an uncomfortable position given the town hall was conducted in front of a Republican audience that applauded Trump, giving a sense of intended endorsement to his shameful antics. <laughs> but for most of the night, the nation's eyes were transfixed on Trump's abuse of the platform that he was given. At one point, he even insulted Collins, calling her a nasty person. That bitch is nasty. I'm sorry, she's a piece of shit. We don't have time to fact check everything, every lie he told. Anchor Jake Tapper candidly said after the event wrapped up. Trump's team was naturally delighted with the results. According to reports, advisors to Trump are thrilled at how this is going so far. They can't believe he's getting an hour on CNN. Neither could anyone else. While Carlin's is largely receiving praise for relentless fact-checking of the former president, she was facing an impossible task. CNN. Yeah, fuck it. And a new network boss, Crick Slichter, facing a fury of criticism, but internally both internally and externally over the event. How Licht and other executives address the criticism in the coming days and weeks will be crucial. Will they defend what transpired at St. Aslam College? 
or will they respect express some regret? For now, CNN is defending itself. Same bullshit statement I already read. This is CNN's role and responsibility to get answers and hold the powerful accountable. Sidebar. Their predictably disastrous CNN town hall was indeed disastrous television news vet Mark Lewinsky tweeted, but he was so bereft with the disinformation fire hose that he used disastrous twice in a sentence, which isn't very uh, illiterate. Proving again, live lying works. A friendly mega crowd consistently laughs, claps at Trump's punchlines, including sexual assault. And January 6th, and the moderator cannot begin to keep up with the AR-15 pace of lies. Mm, that's a that's a good one. He redeemed himself because that's like an AR-15 of misinformation. A weapon of war. God damn these people. This thing was madness. Total madness, Bill Carter said. Like giving a microphone to a drunk uncle. James Fallow. This is CNN's lowest moment as an organization. Brian Seltzer. Oh, we'll get to him in a second. To that point, I have complaints, but I don't really blame CNN for having a town hall GOP frontrunner, Sarah Longwell argued. It's good to know what we're facing. We're facing. We can't hide from the fight in front of us. Trump is probably going to be the nominee, and we need to be clear-eyed about what we're dealing with. A journalist said. This was a preview of American journalism can expect for 2024 campaign featuring Mr. Trump, who despite his ubiquity in political life, has rarely appeared on mainstream TV outlets, including Fox. Justin Berrigan said CNN was walking away from the town hall with a lot of eggs on its face. At the same time, I feel like Caitlin Collin is doing as good as she can do. Trump seemed to have significant home field advantage over Collins, Jeremy Barr wrote a WAPO. Props to Collins. Even in a world where Collins is correcting every Trump lie as he spewed forth, spewed like an AR-15 fire hose of misinformation. And we are pretty far from the world. They brain crowd would make Trump look like a victor. This was not Kaden Collins' fault, somebody said. She's a woman. She's faultless. This format programmed her in the country for failure. This isn't Collins' fault. Democratic politicians were livid. CNN should be ashamed of themselves, AOC said. Sing Min Kim reported that the television on Air Force One, which are always tuned to CNN, was changed to show MSDNC during it. Well, just for a second... Let's um let's see what it would be like if CNN treated Biden a buffooning liar like Trump. Good evening. Before we begin with tonight's broadcast, I want to say something about what we witnessed at last night's town hall. Many of you have expressed deep anger and disappointment. It was disturbing. That man, President of the United States, predictably continued to spew lie after lie after lie. You're okay. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. It is impossible to fact check fully because he lies so shamelessly. It's one thing that the vaccine, which we didn't have when we came into office. And it was certainly disturbing. The Hispanic and the African-American community, particularly in 
uh, uh, rural areas that are distant and or inner city districts know how to use, know how to get online. You have every right to be outraged today and angry and never watch this network again. Now, that's just one subject. But Biden has lied continually. And of course, that's not what Anderson Cooper said. This is what Anderson Cooper said. And I don't think he got taken to the woodshed because he sucks dick. And on CNN, it's all about the intersectionality scorecard. If you're a black dude in a dress pretending you have a vagina, but you still suck dick, you're touch untouchable. You just can't be touched. Good evening. Before we begin with tonight's broadcast, I want to say something about what we witnessed at last night's town hall. Many of you have expressed deep anger and disappointment. Many of you are upset that someone who attempted to destroy our democracy was invited to sit on a stage in front of a crowd of Republican voters to answer questions and predictably continued to spew lie after lie after lie. And I get it. It was disturbing. It was disturbing to see and hear that person refer to a black law enforcement officer as a thug an adjective he used many times to describe black men, and call Caitlin Collins, the moderator, nasty, which is what he calls any woman who stands up to him. It was disturbing to hear him speak so highly of QAnon conspirators and insurrectionists who assaulted police officers in our democracy on January 6th. And it was awful to hear him spread ridiculous lies about the election. And it was certainly disturbing to hear that audience, young and old, our fellow citizens, people who love their kids and go to church, laugh and applaud his lies, and his continued defamation of a woman who, according to a jury of his peers, he sexually abused and defamed. As good a job as Galen Collins did trying to fact-check him, it is impossible to fact-check fully because he lies so shamelessly. Now, many of you think CNN shouldn't have given him any platform to speak, and I understand the anger about that, giving him the audience, the time, I get that. But this is what I also get. The man you were so disturbed to see and hear from last night, that man is the front runner for the Republican nomination for president. And according to polling, no other Republican is even close. That man you were so upset to hear from last night, he may be president of the United States in less than two years. And that audience that upset you, that's a sampling of about half the country. They are your family members, your neighbors, and they are voting. And many said they're voting for him. Now, Maybe you haven't been paying attention to him since he left office. Maybe you've been enjoying not hearing from him, thinking it can't happen again. Some investigation is going to stop him. Well, it hasn't so far. So if last night showed anything, it showed it can happen again. It is happening again. He hasn't changed, and he is running hard. You have every right to be outraged today and angry and never watch this network again. But do you think staying in your silo and only listening to people you agree with is going to make that person go away? If we all only listen to those we agree with, it may actually do the opposite. If lies are allowed to go unchecked, as imperfect as our ability to check them is on a stage in real time, those lies continue and those lies spread. If you're angry or upset, I understand, but you have the power to do something about it. You can actually get involved. You can make a difference, whatever side of the aisle you're on. After last night, none of us can say, I didn't know what's out there. I didn't know. You know, um, it is a sign of what we're going to see again. And remember, we have um, completely not stopped with the 2020 algorithms on 
every fucking thing out there from um sorry i gotta do something really quick um youtube google searches i mean you fucking name it they are still cooking the books for liberalness twitter is about to hire a nightmare from nbc universal to run it so we're gonna go right back to libtard um musk is gonna change anything They're going to once again rig this election. And as I argued with, you know, I I listened to the Ruthless podcast, and they're all, you know, establishment Republicans, and they hate Trump. They, They want anybody but Trump. And they panned him just like it was a liberal podcast. I don't know anybody who doesn't think that the 2020 election was rigged. Not in the extent of what Trump is saying. That, you know, the voting machines were doing shit. I mean, they're they're talking about how the media rigged it. How Facebook pumped $500 million and ran polling stations. How we changed 80 voting laws to benefit Dems. How 81 million votes is bullshit. Even liberals say that. I mean, fuck me. 81 million for a guy in his basement who can't formulate two sentences? Maybe 70, but there was 10 million bullshit out there. And with the border being overrun and every blue city letting illegals vote in locals, do you not think they vote in federal elections? Are you fucking stoned? Of course they're voting. That's the whole purpose of this fucking evolution. It's like ranger school and seal i mean it's an evolution flood the zone with anybody that can vote don't check signatures don't verify fucking registrations just let them go vote 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 and his policies right now all right are leading to a crime spree we've never seen. But before I get to it, I I forgot. Let, Let me... You know, I'll say this. I'll say this for the end. We'll read... Uh, since I'm on a uh, roll here, we'll read Seltzer at the end because it's fucking classic fucking shit. It's so fucking good. Um... We are seeing horrible carjackings and murders and revolving door with cashless bail. And we've defunded. In Chicago, four young men stole a Kia and spent the night targeting women. They robbed three at gunpoint. Officer Arena Preston was the fourth. She fought back. They shot her twice. Took her gun. She lay there for 30 minutes and died. They torched the Kia and went to bed. I covered this once, but we didn't have the deets. Here's the route they took. I mean, the, the simple fact they let her 
bleed to death. It's pretty fucked up because nobody cared. All suspects had numerous prior arrests for robbery, carjacking, auto theft, and weapons possession. Often while on probation for priors, there was no consequences for their violence, so there was no reason for them to stop, and now she's dead. In December, my colleagues and I published a paper that found young men in most violent areas of Chicago would have been safer from violent death fighting in Iraq or Afghanistan. In 2016, I went out on patrol with Chicago police in the 11th district. Families driving by thanked us for being out there. The cops felt beleaguered and burned out. Policing can always be improved, but something sometimes it feels like the only part of the system that's even functioning. Responses. The silence of activists and progressive politicians over killing like this is shameful. It's not so much which killings get the impassioned attention of people like Presley and AOC. It's the ones they choose to ignore. Black crime rates are disproportionate to population and disproportionately violent. Consequently, blacks are disproportionately victims. Car theft, carjacking is off the beginning of the crime spree. Camera license recognition network has reduced the usefulness of life of stolen cars. Thus, the thieves need to steal more cars. We can't prosecute juveniles. There's nowhere to hold them. You haven't heard a word of this story on the national news. But in Chicago, they have. And the most important, will she get multiple funerals like St. George Floyd? That This is just... One case, one case in a litany of other cases that Biden and his party have promoted and caused. Last podcast, we briefly talked about the illegals. How many murders have happened because we let somebody in this country that doesn't belong here? How many fucking DUIs where they've killed people? How much money Damage. But Trump tweets and he he just has a AR fifteen fire hose spewing misinformation. The media got more fired up over a Trump town hall than any other issue out there other than chopping off toddlers' dicks. So, this was making the rounds. Where's the outrage on CNN of seven minutes of defund the police? It's up to seven now. Because they're still saying it. 
So we've been talking about defunding the police. Uh, there's some issues that we ask police to do, like mental health issues or policing in schools and all the rest, that perhaps we can uh, shuffle some of that money around. Suck it up. Defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police. Mayor Eric Garcetti saying, take some of the money from policing, about $150 million. I applaud Eric Garcetti for doing what he's done. Not only do we need to disinvest for in police, but we need to completely dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. So yes, defund your butts, defund you. Yes, I support the reallocation of resources uh, from NYPD. We will be moving funding from the NYPD to youth initiatives and social services. They are talking about reducing uh, the allocation of resources to that department. And I think every single city in this country ought to be thinking about the same thing. Yes, I support the defund movement. I'm for responsible reallocation of resources and defund the police i think you do all those other things you don't need all the money that's going to the police department so yeah i mean the spirit of it i i i do support that yeah and you know a lot of us were asked if we could imagine a future without police back in 2017 when we, when we were running for office and i answered yes to that question we are going to reduce funding in the police department and redirect that money there's no reason the police budget should just keep growing and growing and growing they can make sensible cuts to police. We propose to redirect over $7 million from the police bureau. That our city, through our city administrative officer, identified $250 million in cuts. Rashida Tlaib tweeting, no more policing, incarceration, and militarization. It can't be reformed. When they're saying defund the police, what are they saying? They're saying we want fundamental, basic change when it comes to policing. Uh, and they're right. We are reallocating funds. The, the police department here in Minneapolis needs to be dismantled and we need to start anew. In some necessary cases, completely dismantling those police forces. Police departments uh, are taking a sizable uh, amount of the budget of a lot of municipalities and, and other entities. Uh, we need to look at those budgets, pull some of the money back, and invest it in other things. We are committed to shifting resources. Our calls to defund the police have been met with resistance. To stop investing so much money in this militarized police force and instead invest in the things that our community really needs. Yes, I support a radical reimagining of community safety and public safety. I do believe that we need to re reallocate resources away. And will this involve cuts? Yes, of course, to every department, including the police department. And so when we dismantle it, we get rid of that cancer. When we said defund the police, the world woke up. I, I really love that uh, Black Lives Matters and uh, other protesters have put this front and center to defund. Defunding police means defunding police. If these reports are accurate, then these proposed cuts to the NYPD budget are a disingenuous illusion. This is not a victory. The freshman Democrat adding the fight to defund policing will continue. We are going to reimagine policing in New York City. I think the idea of having a police-free future is very aspirational. And I am willing to stand with community members who are asking us to think of that as the goal. Should be defunding or dismantling their police departments, such as in Minneapolis and, and New York. My answer is yes to that. We need to be looking at it clearly. Which means reallocating mm -hmm. um, and, and not further investing 
in a carceral state. Going through a process of dismantling that institution. So defunding the police, um, for me, it means a reallocation of funds. Why use the word defund? Why use the word defund? And it's like, this is the word that's coming from the streets, you know? We're going to dissolve the gun violence reduction team, the school resource officer program, and the transit specialty units. You don't have one bad apple. You don't have four bad apples. You, you have a, a system-wide problem in that police department. And only by completely dismantling that system and rebuilding it intentionally with the community members at the table, do you have any hope of, of getting it right? Coming together as a community to reimagine what public safety looks like for us. Uh, we talk about defunding the police, uh, defund defunding the Pentagon. My push is that we defund our police departments. This idea of reprioritizing our budget, um, this idea of, of moving funds and reinvesting. It means that we need to look at ways in which we can reduce the amount of resources that we're providing to the department, redirect those funds. To make sure that, um, that defund is first understood and that we bring that home to our community. So Minneapolis unanimously just voted on a resolution that will engage uh, the community uh, on a one-year process of what happens as we go through the process of dismantling the department and starting anew. And what we committed to was a community process to help reimagine public safety. The city council in Minneapolis made the right decision. So when we talk about defunding, it can show up in multiple ways. We obviously took money out of the NYPD budget, put it into youth programs, put it into social services, put it into recreation centers for young people. Um, that's really the, the right direction. I'm glad we did that. Not only do we need to defund, but we need to dismantle and start anew. Allows us to really reimagine what public safety should look like in our community. It means a dramatic reduction in the number of police in our poor communities, and particularly our poor black and brown communities. I'm asking you to ask yourself, what are you willing to sacrifice to make sure that overfunded police departments are defunded? Our commitment is to end our city's And how about all the things he's done? Smear and censor, DHS not giving up on Gambit to censor free speech. Third-party media, can we show it? This media is from external source and might use cookies and has its own private policy. Your IP might be exposed to party if you allow it. What the fuck was that? Oh, the fucking video that goes with this thing has been blocked by YouTube. Yeah, that's a great fucking goddamn. <laughs> that's, that's really good. And then we found this. This was as he took office. DHOTVTP, choose your own adventure outline. Proposed creating five story branches, each with three minute video scenes to advance the story for a total of 15 film scenes. Bystanders are presented with three different choices that approximate real life decisions at the end of each. At the end of each branch, after reviewers have made three choices impacting the potential radicalization of others, a DHS employer reviews the path they've chosen and highlight them. Bystanders, high school teammate, mother of teammate, girlfriend, friend, neighbor, bartender, younger sister, college chemistry professor, roommate, preacher, bakery, employee, hairdresser, old high school friend, mother. You go down here, and what are they going after? Moms. Pro-life. 
There's nothing in here about the left. This happened this week. Beheaded chicken and mutilated lamb left outside Orlando pro-life. That's James Revenge. Not doing anything about it. And what about Biden and his crime family? They mock it. GOP finds no evidence of wrongdoing. GOP lacks proof on Biden's. After months of investigation and many public accusations of corruption against President Biden and his family, an inquiry by the House GOP is yet to find evidence of misconduct. Okay, uh, I watched part of that, and they have bank records. On Wednesday, House Oversight Committee Comer fed press conference that extensively detailed how the Biden family and their business associates may have received more than $10 million from foreign nationals. Zero seconds were played online. Biden family got $1 million from a corrupt Romanian oligarch. CIA fast-tracked letter for falsely claimed hidden laptop as part of Russian operation. Ron Johnson claims there's proof that Hunter paid for international sex trafficking ring. New York Post banned by White House from buying an event as Hunter indictment looms. Ex-CIA Chief Morrell misled signers a letter that dismissed Hunter Biden's laptop. Hunter Biden's ex-business partner, Devon Archer, encouraged to release dirt on Biden's to avoid jail. Biden claims Hunter has done nothing wrong. White House and Hunter Biden's team clash over defense strategies. Ex-CIA Chief came up with Hunter's laptop disinfo letter to be used as talking point. Grassley, Comer, demand FBI documents on bribery. They refuse to hand them. Hunter appears in court for child support case. White House refuses to even recognize they have a fucking kid. So here's Comer. Since the media don't want to play it, I'll play it. But first, breaking tonight, allegations that then-Vice President Joe Biden was involved in an influence peddling scheme. It's a stunning allegation that raises a number of questions. Who is the whistleblower making this claim? Is that person credible? And what are authorities doing about it? The White House says the president has an unprecedented level of transparency and calls this a political attack. Senior national correspondent Rich Edson is here with our top story. Good evening, Rich. And good evening, Brent. House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer claims the FBI likely has a document describing this alleged criminal activity involving then-Vice President Joe Biden. Comer has issued a subpoena for the purported document. He and Senator Chuck Grassley have been investigating the Biden family and their business conduct. They sent a letter this afternoon to Attorney General Merrick Garland and FBI Director Chris Wray claiming, quote, a highly credible whistleblower maintains the Justice Department and FBI likely have a form that, quote, describes an alleged criminal scheme involving then-Vice President Biden and a foreign national relating to the exchange of money for policy decisions. It's been alleged that the document includes a precise description of how the alleged criminal scheme was employed as well as its purpose. It's unclear who the whistleblower is, the specifics of their allegations, or if this document even exists. We have credible information that this uh, possible uh, criminal activity took place, uh, and I can't verify whether or not it's uh, really uh, criminal activity, but I do have uh, faith in the whistleblowers. Grassley added he has a rough idea of what's in the alleged document. The White House has just responded, quote, 
For going on five years now, Republicans in Congress have been lobbing unfounded, unproven, politically motivated attacks against the president and his family without offering evidence for their claims or evidence of decisions influenced by anything other than U.S. interests. The subpoena gives the FBI one week until noon next Wednesday to produce forms containing the word Biden from June 2020. The U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware is also weighing charges against Hunter Biden in a federal investigation that began in 2018. This committee is investigating President Biden and his family's shady business deals that capitalize on Joe Biden's public office and risked our country's national security. House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer went page by page through new evidence that he says shows the Biden family and associates made more than $10 million from overseas contacts. Republicans say a bulk of the activity happened when Joe Biden was vice president. According to House Republicans, Biden family members and associates created more than 20 companies and the money went from account to account before landing in the account of a Biden. How is the, any of this not even covered if they're not rigging 2024? They're not even covering it. And when they do, it's just, there's nothing there. It's what they always do. It's what they said at the end of Obama. Even Clinton, man, they fucking sided with Clinton lying completely about fucking an intern. And this is WAPO and I saved it for this segment because it's perfect. With little help from Congress, Biden is doing his best on the border. This is the editorial board of the Washington Post. <clears throat> Republicans have bashed President Biden for immigration policy that seemed at cross-purpose with itself. They have a point. The administration's stances featured tough talk designed to dissuade migrant crossings, which was at odds with the real situation at the border in which well over one million migrants, many of them in families, have been admitted to the country. Often those migrants pursue asylum claims that can take years of adjutant in overwhelmed... Oh my God, I hate my Huskies right now. Hold one. Them and the dogs down the road going on a howling fucking competition. It just... Jesus Christ. Okay. Okay, we were... It would take years to educate to overwhelmed immigration courts. Result has been to encourage an ongoing crush of illegal border crossings. Yet the Republicans' own approach is hardly a panacea. In addition to stunts by some GOP governors who have flown and bust migrants to Democrat states, many in the party pressed to retain the Title 42 policy, which rested on unsteady legal grounds even when COVID-19 was raging and at its point would be unlikely to stand up much longer in the courts. We are talking 6.5 million fucking people have come across the goddamn border and that's what they run with. That's what they run with. But it, it's what we have for a media. Um, I've said it ad nauseum. Biden could go on the South Lawn fuck a 12-year-old shoot a goddamn polar bear in the head and smoke crack. When it's reported by Daily Wire or Town Hall 
Republicans pounce on Biden helping a 12-year-old and putting a polar bear out of misery. They wouldn't even talk about the crack because that's, that's our world. That, that's the world we're in. It's a goat fuck. A complete goat fuck, which takes us to our tranny shit. We are going to um, see that another organization has decided to go down the trans world and they're getting boycotted. Another cartoon doing the gay shit and another freak talking that it's okie dokie to take hormones. I am Eloise. I am six. I'm a city child. I live at the Plaza Hotel, which is huge and wonderful and trace elegant, especially at Christmas time. My pronouns are they, them. Thanks. I'm Sam. I'm she, they, but you already know that. (laughs) Wow. What an amazing city. I'm sorry for how I reacted. It's just... Sometimes the world can be a scary place. It's hard to know who is dangerous or not. Hmm. That's true, though disappointing. Hey, it's okay. I know I'm safe when I'm with my friends or other non-binary people. Non-binary? People who aren't female or male. Oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have assumed I always knew my pronouns felt right, but what a wonderful word for a wonderful experience. All right, I will assume that you asked this question in the way that you really want to learn. So I will explain all the ways that it is okay. Let's say that you're attracted to women. Well, if you're attracted to a woman, then you're attracted to cis women, trans women without bottom surgery, and trans women with bottom surgery. If you're attracted to... Um, BJ, then you could be attracted to a cis woman, a trans man without bottom surgery, a trans woman with bottom surgery, or a non-binary person, which depending on their assigned gender at birth, having or not having had the surgery. But it is that exclusion that makes it transphobic. So if you say that you like women and you like BJ, then that would mean that you're attracted to cis women and trans women who have had, who have had bottom surgery. It is just that exclusion that makes it transphobic. You can have a genital preference, but to exclude trans people is transphobic. It was anthropology, and it was soundless, so I apologize for that. But that's, uh, I guess, guess they haven't learned the lesson. And uh, they will, though, because the remarks on it... Um, Aside from the fact that the dresses, which were designed for women, didn't even fit the dude. Broad shoulders. His bulge was, well, bulging out everywhere. When women saw the post, 
Seriously? I don't want to see a man's bulge as he's twirling a dress. This is not the way to go, anthropology. Another. So you hired the patriarchy to sell women's clothing, then turn the comments off when we all weren't jumping up and down in pigtails like Dylan Mulvaney, because that's what everybody's doing now. They just turn the comments off. There was a comedian in Texas, and this is my soapbox. Here's the person getting heckled. 360 What, like, why has it been a year of girlhood and still no tits? That's, that's day one, okay? If I'm transitioning to a dude, day one I'm getting a cock. And I just, I'm getting the biggest one you can find. Like, go into the back room, get me something black, okay? I have something to prove here. Why no tits for Dylan? I don't understand. Because he's a man. Because he's a man. Yeah, he can go tomorrow. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, uh-oh. We have one of those. I figured. No, it's all good. We can all have different beliefs. It's okay. Some of us can believe in reality and some of us can't. This is America. We should have different beliefs. It's all good. It's all good. Binary, we didn't have bisexual, we didn't have as many labels. It was just like, oh, you're not bisexual, you're just fun at parties. <laughs> She's just a good time. Um, yeah, just like the real prince, and I've let in some people I shouldn't have. I've let in some people because they were real athletic. You know what I mean? I saw potential. I let in some people just because they were Puerto Rican. They can't all be white, right? You have to be, see yourself represented in the pamphlet, sir. You can't, right? Could you see yourself coming here? Fuck the trans Is that the best you can do? Oh my God, I'm so sad. Make sure, no, make sure she gets home safe. I don't want those women to get harpooned in the neck on their way to their cars. I'm worried about their safety. There's poetry. I think she handled it well because I think it really comes back to you can call people a fan, a transphobe, but we're talking about reality here. And what is happening in reality is that kids are getting affected by it. And in this soundbite, a special needs person was affected by this trans agenda. time for um calling this girl penny a girl i said well she penny and i i used the word she when i was using my assignment because we are working together um i was also in the girl's locker room i don't like to dress that at all and uh that's not okay um well, I got in trouble for it because I did not dress out in front of other people. I didn't dress out for many reasons. One, there's male teachers inside of the girls' locker room talking to my, um, Miss Lewis. They go to the same, there's the girls' locker room and then there's Miss Lewis' office. 
Miss Lewis has her door open, and then there's male teachers inside of the, the, her office. Um, I never wanted to see that. Um, that's why I don't dress out to PE. Um, I, I was scared. I was terrified, and then um, that I was afraid of somebody staring at me, a male, an adult male, staring at me while I'm changing. That's why I don't change. And then um, it was another issue. I am in the special day classes, and I have a one-on-one -on -one aid. My one-on-one -on -one aid was Cameron, but they called him Cam. I asked it, I guess I was mistaken or corrected by calling Cameron Miss Cam. My parents had always taught me that adults are male is Mr. and their last name or their first name. Female is Miss or Mrs. if they're married and of their first name or their last name. Um, with Cameron, I called him, yeah, I called him Miss Cameron because I saw the breath. I'm not saying that I can see well, what their private parts are because that would be kind of weird. I saw breath. I called him Miss Cameron. Um, many times, more than one time, I have been uh, ignored by my own teachers because I call them by their own pronouns. Um, I've always been ignored by calling Cameron a miss instead of a mister. I wasn't exactly sure what that was because I wasn't raised like that. So I called Cameron Miss Cam. They didn't like to call them Cameron, but it was Miss Cam. My parents taught me if they're confused, just call them by their first name. I always thought that that was disrespectful. So I called them Cameron. Um, hey, I'm, I'm sorry that your five minutes is up. I'm, I'm not. Thank I'm, you for sharing yeah, with us. Thank you. Okay, thanks. It is confusing. It is a social contagion. We'll just flip through the headlines. There's another one. Colorado mom sues school that re recruited sixth graders for secret after-school gender and sexuality club. And then when you dig deeper, there's two families in Colorado are suing the children's school district after the school encouraged their sixth grade children to join a LGBTQIA plus EIEIO that was kept secret from the parents. The LGBT taught the children about puberty blockers, transgenderism, hormones, sex and pronouns, implicitly told the children not to tell their parents. One of the teachers also actively encouraged children to become trans and rewarded those that came out with gifts, toys. Locally, this is happening over Covenant. Franklin City official is in hot water this morning after making statements about the Covenant School shooting and at least one parent from the school is calling for her to resign. Amelia Young's live with some of the strong words said last night. So Amelia, what happened? 
Yeah, Ben Rebecca, while this parent uh, from the Covenant School addressed the Franklin Mayor and Board of Aldermen directly calling on Alderman uh, Gabrielle Hansen to resign and to be uh, kicked out of her position because of these comments she's made that says uh, that she's caused more hurt to these families that were involved in this shooting. Hansen reportedly made comments on a now deleted podcast claiming conspiracy theories about the shooting. The parent that spoke last night calling for her resignation is Jason Rowlett, who lives in Franklin and has a child at Covenant. He says a group of parents stand behind him in this plea. He claims Hansen said there was no threat to anyone outside of a particular individual, which minimized the terror and danger of the students and teachers face on that day. At the meeting, he spoke to the board directly, saying it's an abomination that an elected official could spread these kinds of statements and believes it was an effort to further her political career. I think it's an abomination that an elected official would have the audacity to spread unfounded gossip and conspiracy theories about such an unspeakable tragedy suffered by many of her fellow citizens. The citizens of Franklin deserve better. Every resident that put a red ribbon on their mailbox or a covenant sign in their yard, they deserve better. The board's ethics committee is going to be meeting next week on Wednesday. It's possible that they could take up these concerns in that meeting. We'll keep you updated. Of course. It's Franklin. It's woke. She thought that it would get her props, man. I mean, it's all about virtue signaling. This is in Scotland, but the article could be anywhere here. Anywhere. Woke college bust uh, suspends fucking teacher because she fucking handed out Jeremy's chocolates. Rainbow flags. This is the city of I don't know actually what the fucking name of it is. Galoff. Galoof. G-U-E-L-P-H. We're installing a rainbow crosswalk this month. We want to hear what you need from us as a city to feel included, safe, and celebrated in Galoofavia. Comments are anonymous. We've turned off comments on this post to ensure that all who view it can do it in an environment that's respectful and safe. Seemed like a good idea at the time. Leftists ask for comments, then turn them off. We're installing a rainbow crosswalk this month and don't want to hear what you think and feel. Comments are turned off because we're scared of the truth. And that was pretty much the case. But in other news, the big one was a homeless man took a dump and wiped his ass with an LGBT flag. And before I play these sound bites, I just want to make sure everybody understand. You can burn an American flag. You can burn veteran flags. You can burn Christian flags. You can burn Islam. Well, not Islam. Probably not. Catholic flags. Burn that shit. But I ran into a bunch of different sound bites over fucking with the LGBT flag. Burning that flag is a hate crime. 
man arrested for burning a pride flag is now being charged with committing a hate crime. That's according to the Story County attorney. 30-year-old Adolfo Martinez allegedly burned a pride flag outside a bar in Ames near Duff Avenue. Police say he stole the flag from a church and set it on fire in front of a bar while shouting threats. He was originally charged with disorderly conduct and reckless use of fire. Today, the Story County attorney says after reviewing the evidence, though, she intends to charge this as a hate crime and she'll also be notifying federal authorities about the case. The NYPD Hate Crimes Task Force now looking for the man behind a disgusting act on the Upper West Side. Police say the man you see here entered the building on West 95th Street a couple of weeks ago and defecated on a pride flag and then wiped himself with the flag before running off onto Amsterdam Avenue. Police are also searching for this suspect in newly released surveillance video. They say he entered a building on West 95th Street on the Upper West Side and defecated on a pride flag. He then allegedly took a second pride flag and wiped his backside with it before fleeing. This happened two weeks ago back on April 15th. This social contagion is so bad, the University of Colorado tells everybody just to treat everybody like the trans. They, they don't want to deal with these fucking half-ass jackasses that get offended about fucking everything because somebody who doesn't even know you says, what's up, dude? Half! Half! The country's governors are fighting the title nine implementation that dudes can be in girls. HRC Foundation is partnering with Lyft to give free rides to trans and non-binary communities across the country. Rides will cover job opportunities, medical appointments, and more. Transportation should not be a barrier in receiving life-saving care or access. Responses. Chad Phoenix Green. Through this program, we work to tackle the systemic racial barriers to care and prioritize trans communities of color. Another reply. So I, a handicapped man and on limited income, have to pay 50 fucking bucks to get where I need to go. So those identifying as trans don't, fuck lift. That's not equality. You want to give them free rides, fine. Just don't claim it's equity or equality when you're favoring one group over the others. I'm saying, I've said it a million times. If I was black, I'd be one pissed off motherfucker right now. I'm getting douched. This is... Target, and this is stuff they're selling right off the rack. Trans people will always exist. Wow. And then Zoe Zephyr was brought into Washington, D.C. and treated like a rock star by the squad. I'm not going to show the picture because they're fucking shitheads. And this is my fave. I nuked this and got a bunch of likes. This, listen to how this is framed. This is our media. Justin, Texas has taken a major step towards banning transgender minors from getting puberty blockers and hormone therapy, care that medical groups say is vital to their mental health, after the state house gave Senate Bill 14 initial approval Friday. And I said, just tell us how progressive you are. Because that entire thing was just a diatribe. And I haven't made a bumper. I really need to. But this soundbite is going to send us into our This is America, where we will see CNN accuse Oklahoma of waging war, a culture war, because they're not going to pay for PBS, which doesn't need the money and is a liberal institution to begin with. 
This is Minneapolis, the Democratic DFL convention earlier today. Police had to be called. This is one of the greatest sound bites I've ever fucking played on this show. And we're on episode 703. This shit sums up the left in 42 seconds. Governor Kevin Stitt taking issue with what he claims is LGBTQ inclusive programming. Let's get the latest from CNN's Lucy Kavanaugh, who joins us now live. Uh, Lucy, Kevin Stitt vetoing this bill. What is he saying now? Right. So Oklahoma's governor effectively defunded the state's PBS station when he vetoed that bill last month, which would have, like you said, continued funding to the station. This is through 2026. Now, PBS, of course, is home to loads of educational children's programming, including Sesame Street, Mr. Rogers, there's Clifford the Big Red Dog, which does feature a gay character. Uh, in an interview with Fox News this week, uh, Governor Stitt said, and I quote, the big question is why are we spending taxpayer dollars to prop up or complete with or compete with the private sector and run television stations. And then when you go through all of the programming that's happening and that indoctrination and over-sexualization sex, sexualization, pardon me, of our children, it's just really problematic. Now, of course, there is no evidence of his claims. If anything, the programming shows that it's okay for children or people to be different. Um, I should note that the local PBS station isn't just for children's programming. It also airs the only state news program that reaches every single county in Oklahoma. State authorities also send amber alerts or severe weather alerts on PBS, which is really critical in a state where tornadoes are a frequent occurrence. Like last year, there was uh, more than 200 emergency uh, alerts. Now, a spokesman for PBS defended its programming to CNN, saying that it provides curriculum-based uh, content that for generations has educated and inspired children in Oklahoma and across the county. In a statement to CNN, they said, quote, uh, the threat to funding puts Oklahoma families uh, at risk of losing access to the local free content that they trust to help kids reach their full potential. The fundamental goal of PBS Kids remains supporting children as they learn and grow through programming that they have come to know and love. Now is not the time to take that away from any child. Uh, and also, Boris, you referenced the nation's culture wars. That is the broader context here. You also have Republicans like Florida Governor Ron DeSantis waging war with Disney, suggesting that it is somehow grooming children with gender ideology. Now, Stitt similarly pulling a page from the same playbook. A lot of Oklahoma, we should note, is rural, and there are folks out there who might not have access to cable and satellite TV. And so it is indoctrination. PBS is just lefty everything now. It is no longer needed for um, 
federal funding or local funding or any kind of funding because it's horseshit. It's just horseshit. FDA drops blood donation restrictions specific to gay and bisexual men. Now, why is this important? It's called fucking AIDS. You can't wipe it away. I know blue states say that you can't even tell... People should not even say they have AIDS before they have sex, and it's no longer a crime to have sex with somebody without identifying that you have a communicable disease. But this endangers people. And I know they screen blood, but, man, come on. Come the fuck on. And then this article says it all. It just fucking says it all. Former abortion doctor says he would hear squeaking noises from born alive babies and his first instinct was to suffocate them so the mom wouldn't suffer. It's actually an audio soundbite. I'm not going to play it. I, I just won't play it. It's, it's, um, it's too fucking sick. It's, it's just too fucking sick. And then we will close... Boom. With two sound bites in reference to the border. One is what Texas is doing. And I really don't know. I guess, hold on a second. I, I did have the post. Where did these people come from? Texas. Texas bust people to Camellia. Harris's front yard. That is how we need to deal with this. Going back to the one of the first plant sound bites I played with liberals getting pissed off, unless we flood their zones, they don't understand the ramifications of their policies. Liberals never do because they're elites and they live in gated communities and have jets fly them all over the planet and they have people buying their groceries and driving them around and they don't have to pay for gas. And they never understand what it's like to live in their policies. Once we get some of the 6.5 million motherfuckers in their area and their crime rate goes to hell and there's DUIs all over the place and their rent goes up and their house values go down and their schools get inundated and their kids don't get the fucking schooling they need because the they're speaking Spanish half the time because these kids don't know English. Maybe they'll understand the ramifications of what they're doing. Until then, they can sit in their fancy area and just spout off about how we really need this so they'll pick our fruit. Some of the race, most racist shit I've ever heard is coming out of the mouths of elected leaders with D's behind their name right now saying how vital it is to have illegal immigration, to do jobs Americans don't want to do. Well, goddamn, we don't have enough crops for 6.5 million fucking people. 
Most of it's done with machinery, dickheads. This isn't the Civil War. We're not picking fucking cotton. Because you guys are for that, too. In fact, you're really for it. You started the KKK. I mean, Jesus Christ. So that wraps up another episode of Flyover Politic Podcast. Share this with your family and friends. Go to Flyover Politic with a K at SoundCloud. 482-467. You think I can memorize it? I can't. Foppodcast at gmail.com to communicate with the show. We'll do our next show on the 17th of May, year of our Lord. 2023, maybe the... 16th. I got a crack appointment. I always like doing my podcast on crack appointment day because it's middle of the day and I'm more awake. Um, we uh, we really got to do something. I say it every show, but we, we got to do something. 2024, we got to change the course. If we don't change the course, we're pretty much fucked. This shit's getting out of control, man. It's like really out of control. And it we need an overhaul. I mean, if this... This was a car. You would think about just junking it and getting the scrap metal off it. It's that bad. We're we're just clusterfuck. Our media is totally broken. They're going to be like this and worse going forward because Republicans are going to be stupid and they're, they're going to nominate Trump and he's going to be the the guy. So we're going to go back to. Uh, how dangerous he is and how perfect Biden is. And Biden's going to be able to, from a basement, uh, do another campaign because, you know, why not? He wants to say anything. The media will be saying it for him. They will do the talking points and then they'll flood the zone with zero opposing candidates. It'll just be like 2020. You will not hear Trump. You will not see Trump. And they're just going to play January 6th over and over and over. I know the polls say in the midterm that rigged election was a bad term. And that may be true. But I don't know a lot of people in the world who aren't looking at 2024 and going, yeah, this is a rigged election already. We're already starting to rig the next one with the media, social media, and the federal government allowing 6.5 million people to walk into the country. I mean, it's another year, folks. You watch how many local municipalities say illegals can vote. or get driver's licenses. That's how it happens. Nobody's checking that. Do you think anybody goes back through and checks who voted? Do you think anybody looked at who voted in 2020? If Trump got 81 million votes in 2020, we would have a Florida-esque reevaluation of who voted who they voted for, signature verifications, address verifications, and every other verifications you could get. Felons, did they vote? Dead people, did they vote? They would 
canvas everything. And it wouldn't be they as the Democrats. It would be our media. Because they knew that was bullshit. But it landed with the D, so it's all good. It's all good. We're not going to cover that shit. It's just like 20 fucking fact checks for Trump and all the fact checkers, Daniel Dale and all these cocksuckers came out of the woodwork on the Trump town hall every fucking day Biden and Cabbage Patch lie every fucking day and there are zero fact checks nobody stops and does a Chiron nobody does anything not even Fox we just let it fly because why not why not so yeah we gotta fix that so Matt in Oregon you be safe working nights to any other family member I love you. I'm doing a little better today's a bad day I don't know what went wrong last night I'm back in bed and the, this area just feels like I, I swallowed a, a cactus so I, I don't know and I'm on the new meds and I'm hoping it'll start working this morning it was rough but I did a two and a half mile walk on uh, the 23rd I will actually have eclipsed um, 1,000 miles in a year so that's that's I started in May I guess it would be 13 months um, no it'll be close it was the end of May when I really started walking I got fired well I quit but I was going to get fired May 1st or the first week of May and I think about two weeks later I just started this walking thing because I couldn't just sit because it was way worse than it is now um, but they're going to treat it like it's IBS, like a very acute IBS. And they've got me on Linzess and Bendel and two types of antacids. And the pill cam has still not been checked. Um, so I don't know what the status of that is. And, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what comes out. Uh, it's been good the last couple days. I'll say that. A little better. Have my periods where it just sucks. But if I could get on a streak of not being nauseous in the morning and having to walk two and a half miles to make it stop, I would really like to go back to work. Um, less podcasts, but better financially. Because I'd like to retire with a nest egg. And I've blown that whole nest egg on all this craziness over the last two years me and the wife both of us uh it's a little rough but anyway disconnect from your devices don't give the yeah yeahs and tune in wednesday or tuesday or wednesday for our next show as always thanks for listening and you take care every death is a tragedy y'all seven lives